you don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single-line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke App Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording live from our Podstream studios in Times Square. Folks, if there can be yet another reason why we need an expansion of the Supreme Court, well, the Supreme Court gave it to us at the very end of last week. So in a stunning move, in the midst of a global health pandemic that we are reeling in the United States with having the most COVID positive cases of anywhere in the world, uh, even though we have the most vaccines, the Supreme Court has decided to strike down Biden's eviction moratorium extension. So let me read this to you from USA Today. The Supreme Court ruled that Joe Biden's extension of a coronavirus pandemic eviction moratorium was unconstitutional last Thursday. The court had already ruled the moratorium issued via the CDC in July 2020 was unconstitutional without an act of Congress that would pass it into law. Biden's administration issued the extension while acknowledging that its legal standing to do so was questionable at best. The high court's three liberal justices assented. The conservative majority opinion read this. It would be one thing if Congress had specifically authorized the action that the CDC had taken, but that has not happened. Instead, the CDC has imposed a nationwide moratorium on evictions in reliance on a decades-old statute that authorizes its implement measures like fumigation and pest extermination. It strains credulity to believe that the statute grants the CDC the sweeping authority that it asserts. Folks, there are some times when we have to recognize that laws that are on the books are meant to be broken, that sometimes they are just cruel and unusual. When I see things like this Supreme Court decision that is going to affect tens of thousands of American families, that they will be out on the street, that we are already at a place where we have, a, we have crippled our hospital system, we are 
overwrought with people who have lost their jobs because of COVID-19. We are now seeing hospitalizations uptick for children again. So think about what is going to happen when tens of thousands of people now lose their homes, right? So when I think about this Supreme Court decision and them saying that the CDC does not have legal standing, they could have just extended the moratorium given the severe situation that America and American families are in right now, right? And when we think about what is legal versus what is right, I remind you, slavery was legal. The Holocaust was legal. Apartheid was legal. Colonization, legal. All of these things that have destroyed communities, our humanity, our morals, countries, all were legal, right? And so when you talk to me right now about whether or not the CDC actually has the standing to issue, right, a moratorium on evictions, well, they're not doing it from a place of legality. They're doing it from a place of morals, right? Who the fuck would think that it is a great idea to throw people out of their homes. There's a reason why we had a moratorium on evictions, on mortgages, on rent pay, on all of these things, right? Because people need help. And what I recognize about Republicans is that they don't give a fuck about who needs help. They don't want to help the American people. They are the cruelest group of people that I have seen. And you know what? Speaking of cruel, I have to tell you this story, which... I find so reprehensible. It's, you know, where we are, it is, we're in like our apocalyptic present, right? We're in our Orwellian present, right? We're in this space where cruelty has just become the norm. What I believe is that we are having, as Congresswoman Ayanna Presley had said, uh, when we were talking about whether or not people should, you know, leave Congress on vacation and leave their constituents out in the cold as they continue to do so. We have a crisis of empathy in this country. Think about that for a minute, that if people had even a drop of empathy, wearing a mask wouldn't be such a big fucking deal, right? Putting a piece of cloth over your face, over your nose and your mouth, because I don't understand why people still don't get that, That would just be an act of solidarity. It would be seen as your most patriotic duty. Right now, we are at a place where this whole live free or die, this whole pull yourself up from your bootstraps, I am an island onto myself mentality is destroying us. And so here's this story, folks, that if this doesn't make your stomach turn, I don't know what will which is this, a Wisconsin school district has decided that they are going to eliminate their free meal program, which is federally funded, right? And this is what these people in Waukesha School District Board have said. Karen Rajanik found herself saying that she was eliminating the free lunch program because families would become too spoiled. I don't know about you, but I don't think that poor people who cannot afford to feed their children, that without these programs, their children would go fucking hungry. I don't think that giving them 
federally funded free lunch is going to make them spoiled. I think it's going to keep our children from being sick and hungry and the ability for them to actually learn. Because you see, kids can't learn on a fucking empty stomach. They can't learn, right, in this type of toxic environment where we are making poor people the problem as opposed to the systems that they fucking live in. And so now in this Wisconsin school district, 900 parents and teachers have banded together to oppose the move, calling it insensitive and out of touch. Well, it's not just insensitive and out of touch. It is downright fucking cruel to be able to look at children that cannot afford school lunch, right? And tell them, well, fuck it. Fuck you and fuck your family. That's essentially what this school board has just said. You know, there's another report that came out. And this is, again, going back to the cruelty that the Republican Party is just all about these days. They don't even have any qualms about stating it. Because of Death Santis, the Satan's decision to not have mandatory masks in schools, there is another report that has come out that is beyond heartbreaking, folks. And what is it? A fifth grade teacher right, who our friend Glenn Kirshner will tell us about in a little bit, a fifth grade teacher in Florida school district who was already immunocompromised because of her battle with leukemia, decided to go back into the classroom even though her doctor had told her she was going to be unable to get the vaccine because of how immunocompromised she was double masked and doing all of the right things, but without her students being masked, she was still putting herself at risk. Well, guess what? That well-meaning teacher who wanted to show up for her students, a job that she loved, has now caught COVID and has died. That is yet another one of DeSatan's constituents that he has killed. This man, this party has blood on their hands. And instead of us being honest about who the fuck they are and what it is that they're doing, we continue to treat them as if they are a normal political party instead of a death cult. Because I don't know what else you would call them, right? You have this Wisconsin school board saying, fuck you kids, right? You don't need free lunch. You have governors across this country saying, fuck you kids. You don't need masks, right? So where is the family values again? Coming up next, friends, is my conversation with our good, good friend, Glenn Kirshner, to walk us through the latest legal nonsense and criminal web that Donald Trump and his sycophants are continuing to weave without accountability and responsibility. Folks, I'm always so excited when we have our friend, MSNBC legal analyst and the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner, join us on Woke AF to run through all of the legalese that is happening across this country, particularly around our wayward, twice impeached ex-president who continues on his spree of the big lie and continues to attend hate rallies um, where he undermines our democracy. And eight months in, Glenn, still nothing. No indictments, no nothing. So I want to start off on Justice Matters. You had Representative Eric Swalwell um, on your show to discuss 
the idea of a presidential crimes commission, um, which would essentially allow for there to be independent investigations into the criminal acts of presidents. Can you give us uh, like a, a, a big picture view as to what this would entail and why it's needed? So, Danielle, I have been calling for a very long time for a Trump Crimes Commission, the TCC. Um, I am a little bit less politic than Congressman Swalwell, who I admire. He's a former prosecutor. He calls it the Presidential Crimes Commission, but I think we know which president he's talking about. And, and Elizabeth Warren was somebody who very early on called for a kind of Presidential Crimes Commission to, um, to investigate not only Donald Trump, but his cabinet members who may have been involved in criminal activity, any of his criminal associates in and out of uh, government, including members of Congress. Um, and so, you know, Eric Swalwell has, has gone on record as saying, we need a presidential crimes commission. What would that look like? Well, just as at the Department of Justice, we have a civil rights division, mm -hmm. we could stand up, the Department of Justice could stand up a presidential crimes commission. They could draw from the most experienced prosecutors, not only at Maine Justice in DC proper, but the 94 United States attorney's offices around the nation. Um, there are some remarkably experienced, dedicated career prosecutors among the 110,000 Department of Justice employees. The, the attorney general could pull together a group of investigators from the FBI and other federal agencies um, and then assign a series of the most senior, most highly regarded, most experienced prosecutors. And the mandate, the jurisdictional mandate of that task force would be investigate all potential crimes by Trump and company. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, there are so many crimes that we've seen committed in the harsh light of day by Trump, his family members, his associates, and people will say, yeah, it just seems like too much to get our arms around. And I've always argued, you know, it's too much not to get our arms around. Um, and, and that's why I think if we have some sort of a dedicated, targeted unit, like a presidential crimes commission, um, not run out of Congress, like the select committee, run out of the Department of Justice. So they had full subpoena power, full indictment power, and full prosecutorial power. I think that is what's called for in the aftermath of the unique atrocities that we just experienced for four years at the hands of Donald Trump. How would this be different then let's say the um, the application of a independent like a, an inspector's general how how would that how would this how would this presidential crimes commission look different than let's say the fact finding and gathering that happened in the Mueller report that was with a, a um, you know a, an inspector's general what would be the difference here great question so the inspector general for the department of justice one doesn't have subpoena power Got it. and two doesn't have prosecutorial authority all they can do is investigate and issue reports with findings and recommendations about how to fix any problems that are found the Mueller investigation had a very um narrow investigative mandate all the all the letter of may 17th i think it was um granted 
to Bob Mueller and his team was to investigate any contacts between Russians and the Trump campaign and prosecute any cases that are necessary to develop that investigative mandate. The, the Mueller team did not have a broad and sweeping mandate, prosecute all crimes you find. And I think we lose sight of that. And what, what Bob Mueller did was he followed the rules that he had to abide by. A and that left us all frustrated because it's like, whoa, 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 there's a whole lot more crime out there mm -hmm. that seems to have gone unprosecuted, unaddressed, uninvestigated. And if Bob Mueller could respond, he would say, please look at the May 17 letter giving me my jurisdictional marching orders. And he followed them to a T, though it ended up ultimately doing a disservice to the American people, in my opinion. Not that he followed it, but the narrow mandate he was given in the first place. So this would be a wide open, no holds bar task force. Maybe we shouldn't call it a commission because that conjures up notions of congressional commissions. Right. This would be a prosecutorial task force and their mandate would be investigate all potential presidential crimes and any Trump uh, associates, enablers, co-conspirators who may have been involved in Trump's criminal shenanigans. So because this would be outside of congressional purview, right? So how would this how would this be formed and who would be the person or people that are able to appoint the members of this commission so that it wouldn't turn into what we have seen right now with the congressional one six commission, which is just a partisan nightmare? So I think this would be entirely within the purview of the leadership of the Department of Justice to put this task force together to draw from the many federal law enforcement agencies that would be available to contribute investigators, agents, resources to this task. But here's the thing, right now there is, you know, th there's a civil rights division, there's a national security division, there's a fraud and public corruption, the, the PIN, the public integrity section. Um, there are all of these different units at the Department of Justice and they have different jurisdictional mandates broken down by crime, not by person. Donald Trump has committed crimes across the spectrum of all of those different divisions, civil rights crimes, mm -hmm. white collar crimes, mm -hmm. national security crimes. And so if we put a task force together that is not bound by its own sort of little jurisdictional slice of the prosecutorial pie because it's either civil rights or it's white collar or it's national security or it's something else. That's what we need, a holistic approach to investigating Donald Trump's crimes. You know, and I uh, see when I hear this, I think, oh, my God, this is absolutely what we need. But then in my other side, in my heart, I'm thinking, well, what happens when there is another Bill Barr or Jeff Sessions that is the head of the Department of Justice? And we're looking at a President uh, Obama situation where we're going after you just simply because we're looking, we, we are a nail, uh, we're a hammer looking for a nail. So how does that, how, how do you, how would you possibly stop something like that? I think we've just learned that you can't stop something like Bill Barr and Donald Trump, which was our nation's most 
dangerous tandem combination mm. of president and corrupt attorney general. You can't stop it if co-equal branches of government are willing to endure or endorse it the way the Republicans did in Congress. The Republicans basically neutered themselves. They made themselves a second class branch of government by allowing the executive branch to you know, be a runaway, lawless executive branch. Congress mm-hmm. was like, okay, that's okay for us because if we, if we serve as a check against that, then we Republicans might lose Donald Trump's base in the next election. And then we will lose power. We will lose money. We will lose prestige. And that's what's more important to so many members of the Republican Party than actually governing honestly. We see it with DeSantis right now. I don't want to go off on the DeSantis rant, but he is willing to kill Mm -hmm. Florida citizens by prohibiting school mask mandates. We just had a horrific report of a fifth grade school teacher who had a compromised immune system. She was battling leukemia, could not on doctor's orders receive the vaccine but went back to her classroom because she loved and was dedicated to her fifth grade students. She was double masked. She was sanitizing every day. But DeSantis had prohibited mask mandates. So the students didn't have to be masked. She contracted COVID and died. This was reported out in recent days. That's Ron DeSantis sacrificing the men, women, and children of Florida so as not to alienate Donald Trump's I don't know when we reach the conclusion, Danielle, that it's okay for politicians to kill the citizenry Mm. and have that go unaddressed. I don't know why we have settled on this point rather than holding criminal politicians accountable when they commit what I suggest is a negligent homicide or an involuntary manslaughter of the citizens they were elected to govern. That is it for me today, folks, on the Woke AF Daily podcast. To hear more conversations like the one I have with our friend Glenn Kirshner, check me out on patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.